Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Well, hey there. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel and they call me the Breeze. The Cap, Mike Kapler with me, getting together for our weekly chat about the grace of God, the unconditional love of God, and how we have this wonderful daily moment-by-moment opportunity to grow in this wonderful thing that's called the Christian life that really, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, has nothing to do with our performance, has nothing to do with our trying to live by some moral code, but has everything to do with the very life of Christ that we've become partakers of. We've become partakers of, of the divine nature, and we've become new creations. We've been created for good works that God himself prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I think that's kind of what we're going to be talking about this week, Cap, because we 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 talk a lot about how this life is by grace, and it's how it's not about us, it's not about what we do, but yet the Bible does talk about good works in the life of a Christian, so hopefully we'll have some good things to say about that this week. Yeah, and I, I think what you just read there, I think from Ephesians, or what you just quoted from Ephesians, we, we have been created for good works, but I always used to think that I, I was called to go out there and, and just perform good works. I mean, that's what I'm called to do, and, and it is, but it, it's not me doing the work. It's, it's him doing it through me as I rest and trust in him. As I said before, Joel, as I moved into the grace awakening uh, many years ago, this was probably one of the biggest things I had trouble relating to was the seemingly, at that time, the seemingly fine line between me working and God working through me. Oh yeah, me too, because I remember my early Christian life, there were so many things that I tried to do. You know, I I remember when, when I first had this fresh, new walk that I was walking, and things did really feel so good. God was doing something really big, but I made it about myself. The work that God was doing in me, I ended up turning it around and I made it about my work that I was doing for God. And that just caused a lot of confusion. It caused a lot of frustration and it caused a lot of fear and wondering, am I really saved? Am I really a Christian? Uh, Is this thing that God has done really real? Because, again, I was making it about myself and my efforts and my performance. And so here, when we get a a look at at the true gospel and the fact that God has begun a good work in us, Paul said, being confident of this very thing, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. And so when it comes to these these good works that are talked about in, in the Christian lives, he has begun a good work, and he is the one that's going to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So it's not any longer up to us, not up to you and me, Cap. Well, and something you said last week, I'm not sure if I'm going to phrase this just right, but you, you were mentioning how some might think that uh, Jesus in us now, and I think that this, is, this, this line of thinking is dominant in the church world, erroneous, it's, it's wrong, but it's, it's a thinking that is, is, is just prevalent. And, and that is that Jesus in us now gives us the power and the ability to live out the law. 
to be able to, to live the moral life that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And remember that the trees in the garden, the tree of life representing Jesus, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil representing the law or the moral code, right and wrong. God wants us to live off the tree of life, his life, Jesus being the tree and staying away from the law. Remember why the law was given, because that's a, that's a huge thing to have to try to chew on, to think that, okay, now that God lives in me, now that I'm a Christian, I can now uh, be empowered to live the law. I can live in a way that would be, you know, pleasing to God. And that is such wrong thinking, because the law was, was given to the Jews to help them understand that they couldn't keep it. I mean, they could never keep it. But some still think, well, now that Jesus is in us, we, we can do that. That's what God really wanted. No, God never, never wanted that to begin with. Uh, Romans uh, 5.20, let me see here. The law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. The law came to actually stimulate sin in the lives of people and cause them to see how much they needed God, how much they needed His grace. And so where sin increased or abounded, grace increased all the more. Imagine that. That's powerful stuff. Sin increases, sin abounds, grace abounds more. That's God. But God couldn't pour out grace the way we know it upon the Jews under the law because they were so wrapped up in establishing their own self-righteousness, God couldn't perform grace in their midst. He had to get them to come to the place through the law where they realized that they needed a savior, that they needed to be able to see that they couldn't live up to the standard and then admit that they couldn't so that they could, uh, in turn, run to their savior. Yeah, you know, as uh, as Paul said, they were, as and as you said, Cap, they were trying to establish their own righteousness. And as Paul says, in doing so, they were completely ignorant of God's righteousness, <laughs> and uh, it's God's righteousness that we needed. It's the free gift of God's righteousness that we've been given that uh, is what the Christian life is all about, not trying to establish our own righteousness through the law. And in fact, Romans 3.19 gives—there's another reason the law was given. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law— so for one, whatever the law says, it's speaking to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. That was the reason the law was given. It was given to convict the world of sin. And uh, if anyone is going to try to justify themselves in front of God through the law, just um, give them the law and it's going to stop their mouth because nobody can justify themselves in front of God through the law. And so now that we know that that was the purpose the law was given, you know, if that was it, if that if it if it ended there, if the story ended there, we'd be in deep doo-doo if I can get real technical here and biblical. We'd just be <laughs> we just be deep in the stuff and and uh it would be terrible terrible terrible. But Paul, a little bit later on in Romans, talks about, he says, therefore you have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. We had to die to the law. We had to die to it in order to be joined together with Christ and in order to bear fruit to God. And uh, a verse we read a couple weeks ago, too, Galatians, uh, in, from Galatians 2, Galatians 2.19, for through the law, I died to the law, that I might live to God. So this whole thing, if we're going to have a life that is to God, 
if we're going to live a life that's in Christ, we've got to die to the law. And so all of that, all of what we've just shared for the last few minutes, to say once again that Christ didn't save us in order to empower us to keep the law, (laughs) but rather we had to die to the law in order to be married to him. And so now that we're joined together with him, married to Christ, it's not about us now being empowered to keep the law, but it's about the fact that we've died to it, and now we are joined to the tree of life. But yet Christians keep going back to that old tree, the, the, the law tree, the moral tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Christ came that we might have life. Yeah, uh, Romans 10, 4, uh, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. And, you know, I love the example Steve McVeigh shared. I'm sharing it from memory. Uh, there's probably, go down to the county courthouse here, Joel, there's probably hundreds of laws for parents on how to treat their kids or how not to do bad things to their kids. My wife and I, and I'm sure the same is true with you, we've never gone down there to look at what those rules or laws are. We just have raised our kids out of love, and uh, it, it came natural to us. And that's how it is with the life of Christ. I don't always have to read the rules because we no longer have any in Christ. That's the good news. But I don't have to read the rules. I don't have to go see what the law says about it. It just came natural to me. I, I, I never had to uh, worry about breaking any of those laws when it came to uh, our kids and how they were being treated. I didn't have to live by those. We just lived out of, out of a, a natural relationship between us and our our children, and um, so it is today. Do we uh, live by good works? Yes. His works, his nature, his life in us and flowing through us. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I mean, the whole life of the law. See, the law was something that was, you know, written and engraved in stones. It It was something that had no power to make a person do what it said that they had to do. It's, it said you have to do this and you cannot do that, but it, it had held absolutely no power to help a person to do that. And that was the reason why we had to die to it. And like you say, Cap, the uh, opposite of that, the alternative to that is a life of love. The life that we have now in us is the life of God who is agape love. God is love. And so when you have love, when you live by the life of Christ that's in us, by that agape love that's in us, you don't need rules and regulations. And, and in fact, you know, we, we can't. We can't live by those. If, if we're going to live by love, then it really has nothing to do with rules and regulations, because the life of love is so far above, so far removed from mere rules that were written and, gra- written and engraved in stones that they just don't mix. You, can, you can't mix them, and you can't uh, try to do one one minute and try to do another the next. <laughs> it's it, either one or the other, brother, as they say. And as Paul said, he made it clear. We had to die to the law so that we could live to God. Yeah, we, we no longer have any relationship to the law anymore. It doesn't mean that we break the law. We just don't keep it. So this is this is exciting stuff for us just to be able to live by this new life that that is in us and to be able to to grow in, in the grace that he has poured out into our lives but it has nothing to do with trying to keep up with a moral code and unfortunately there are a lot of people out there in various religions including Christianity that are spinning their wheels and constantly concerned and worried 
about where they stand with God because they're wondering about their performance and whether it's um, going to be good enough. That is one thing you don't have to worry about because God knew it never would be. And so he took care of all of that. And I hope you can uh, take some peace of mind and, and, and be able to rest in that. Oh, man, yeah, definitely, Cap. Definitely something that we can rest in, something that we need to be grounded in and established in. And, and you know, if you're wondering about this whole thing about law, just listen to this one, this, this verse from Paul. I'll wrap up with this one, Galatians 3.21. It says, if there had been a law given which could have given life, if there was a law given which could have given life, then truly righteousness would have been by the law. But we know that righteousness isn't by the law. Life isn't by the law. We've got to die to the law in order to be joined together with Christ. And so that's what we need to rest in and be established and grounded in. You know, so, Cap, a lot of people say, okay, so it's about love and it's about grace. And then they'll say, but, (laughs) but... There are a whole bunch of things we should do. There are a whole bunch of things that we ought to do. Well, Cap, is the Christian life to be lived out by a bunch of shoulds and ought tos? <laughs> well, that's what we're planning on talking about. Should be interesting next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.